Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Tuesday, January 10th, and this is People Every Day. Hello out there, Janine Rubenstein, back with you. Did you miss me? A big thank you to Michelle Tauber and team for filling in for me and just bringing all of us that amazing Royals insight yesterday. And speaking of the Royals, after days and weeks and months of anticipation, Prince Harry's book is finally out. We will, of course, be getting into our own cover story featuring Harry, where he clarifies a few details and opens up about his life in America. Plus, tonight is the Golden Globes. And to say everything surrounding this particular award show is interesting and complicated is an understatement. Sounds like another busy Tuesday, so let's dive right in. If you couldn't hear, that was Ellen DeGeneres sharing a video of the crazy flooding happening here in Southern California. Near her home in Montecito, the former talk show host said floodwaters have reached close to nine feet. And yesterday, the area was hit with another round of rainfall, receiving eight inches in just 12 hours. The Montecito Fire Department has issued an evacuation order for its residents and residents of Sycamore Canyon in Santa Barbara. The area is also home to stars like Oprah and Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. California Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency and noted that 12 residents have already died from flooding and other storm-related impacts over the past few weeks. The streets have been just filled with water, even where I live, making driving my kids around pretty scary. And having spent years in a drought, we needed rainfall for sure, but this has just been far too much all at once. I saw a picture of a part of a main road along the Santa Cruz coastline that just broke off and fell down into the ocean. It's wild, you guys. Our thoughts are with everyone dealing with the flooding, the mudslides, and just the overall destruction. Now would be a great time for some of that famous California sunshine. Well, today is the actual day. Prince Harry's memoir, Spare, is out on shelves, and it's time to talk about People's very own interview with the Duke of Sussex, where he goes even deeper and explains even more. I don't know if you heard, but there's a little book out today called Spare. You can go and get Prince Harry's memoir right now. But before you do, why don't you read over our cover story interview with him first? The Duke of Sussex sat down with people to talk about his book that's been making headlines left and right and center. And he shared with us the thing we really want to know his In-N-Out burger order. <laughs> There's a lot to get into here, so joining me now to discuss it all is Royals Scholar and the woman who nabbed our interview with Prince Harry herself, People Senior Editor Erin Hill. Hey, Erin. Hi, Sneak. Well, this interview is a big deal, and I'm so excited to talk about it with you. When this book title came out, there was a collective woe across the internet and the world, of course. It's referring to the phrase, the heir and the spare, Prince William, who will become king after 
after King Charles is the heir, making Harry the spare. It's a term that defined Harry throughout his life, which is something that immensely bothered him. So does he still feel that way today? It's a theme throughout the book Spare, not surprisingly, just how this term just kind of evolved throughout his life. And he told us in in People's exclusive cover story this week that for as long as he could remember, that's the term he's heard. He said something interesting that he says, well, he knows that so much of his life may seem so unrelatable as a prince in a royal family. He says that most siblings can relate to the struggle with comparisons and that his brother William and himself are no exception to that. You know, I asked, does he still think of himself as despair? He's had so many roles in his life from, you know, in the military to full-time working royal. And how does he identify himself now? And he says, as a husband and a father, first and foremost, as well as a veteran environmentalist and mental health advocate. So he's got a lot of roles that are important to him. Of course, husband and father are most important. He says that he wants to live by example for his kids, most of all. Well, this book has caused quite a stir this past week, to say the least. Harry reveals a lot about his personal life and talks about his military service in Afghanistan. And he shared that he killed 25 people. And that especially has caused a lot of backlash. What did he say? That story has definitely, you know, made a lot of headlines this week. He told us that he doesn't know if you ever really can reconcile those painful elements and that it's something that each soldier has to confront. And he talks about the work he's done with with military personnel and veterans through the years and listening to their stories and sharing his. And that's such a huge part of the community of veterans. And that in those conversations, they talk about the parts of the service that haunt us, those difficult moments, the lives lost, the lives taken. And how they're they're all looking to heal. And he talks about mm. it being a duty and a job and a service to his country. And then he says that there's truly no right or wrong way to navigate these complicated feelings. But for him personally, through his own healing journey, he finds that silence has, has been the least effective remedy and that expressing and detailing his experiences is, is how he's best able to deal with it. Harry also opened up to you about his special relationship with his grandmother, the late Queen Elizabeth. He told you that he will miss, quote, her cheeky sense of humor and quick wit. Harry also writes in the book that he learned about her death online and details the days that followed after her passing. So we got an exclusive excerpt of that. Tell us what he shared. He was told by his father earlier in the day that his grandmother wasn't doing well. So he made plans to go up to Scotland with Meghan to be with his family, to be with his grandmother, but then was later told by Charles not to bring Meghan with him to Balmoral. He wasn't invited on the plane with the rest of the family to Scotland, had to make his own way. By the time he landed, Meghan had texted him. She had obviously seen the news herself, had texted him to call her, but he checked the BBC News website and, and saw the news and said to himself, Granny was gone and now Pa is king. And so he talked about his return. For, we know that Meghan and Harry, of course, spent several days in the UK after that for the funeral proceedings. And when they finally returned home to California, he writes that he couldn't stop hugging his children. He, he talks about it was nice to kind of get back into the routine of doing drop-offs and reading the kids' favorite books, but he'd still kind of those memories of his grandmother would kind of go through his mind. They truly did share such a special relationship. We could all see it over the years. It just seemed like they had their own language and nobody can make the queen smile like like Harry could. 
Let's get into the thick of it a little bit. A major reason that Harry and his wife, Meghan Markle, stepped back as senior royals was because of the racist tabloid coverage Meghan faced. And Harry told you that she really opened his eyes to how racism is prevalent everywhere. So what did he say about that? Yeah, he kind of differentiates between racism and unconscious bias and saying that it was it was prevalent everywhere, not just in the press coverage, but within the institution and the royal family as well. And he he says that his relationship with Meghan has opened his eyes so much that he fears he otherwise would have never fully understood. And he recognized bias within himself and within others. And he talks about the systematic racism that, that surrounds us and how none of us are immune to it. He acknowledges he's someone who has long benefited from his place in society as a prince. And he understands so much more today than he once did. And he's learning. He says it's not an easy, simple process, but it's something he's working towards and says he's a better husband and father and, and human all around because of it. And he feels more grounded and connected. Well, all right. I, I can't let you go, Aaron, without discussing Harry's life in Cali, California. Yes, we're neighbors, you guys. We finally know his in and out burger order. <laughs> Amazingness. So give us the good stuff. What is it? So much of what we talk about is really serious and important and, and meaningful about his past, but he gave us a little glimpse into his present and adjusting to life in America. And that has to do with his craving for fast food. We know that <laughs> Megan last year revealed that Harry loves going through the drive-thru at In-N-Out when they make their way from Santa Barbara to LA. So we, we asked the question that everyone wants to know, what's their go-to order? First, he said In-N-Out is the best. He orders two double-doubles, animal-style cores, fries, and a Coke. And that Meg, as he says, gets the cheeseburger and fries with a side of jalapenos and that he likes to stick with ketchup and the special sauce and says, so good. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that he threw in animal style because yes, oh, I am so hungry right now. Why did we just do that? Guys, you can read more of Aaron's interview with Prince Harry on people.com and pick up a copy of the issue on newsstands everywhere Friday. Aaron, thank you for stopping by and discussing it with me. The Golden Globes are tonight, and coming up after years of racial bias and ethical lapses within the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, we talk about where the Globes stand in Hollywood, which stars are attending, who's staying at home, and what we can expect from the night. But right after the break, we shine the spotlight on one of the biggest, most beloved stars out there, Tom Hanks. The two-time Oscar winner has a new film out this weekend, and he's been making some noise and some interesting creations during the press run. Stay tuned to hear his cocktail discussion with Colbert, what it was like working with his youngest son, and his thoughts on those newfangled movie theater seats. You know, the ones that recline with the footrests. Hear what Hanks has to say about it all next. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and so is Tom Hanks, on the big screen, that is. The Hollywood stalwart has a new film opening this weekend called A Man Called Otto. Hanks plays the titular Otto, who is a grumpy old man living in suburban Pittsburgh who loves order and routine, but is struggling to come to terms with the recent passing of his wife. The film stars Mariana Trevino, Rachel Keller, Manuel Garcia Rolfo, and someone else Tom Hanks is very familiar with, his youngest child, Truman Hanks. Hanks. Truman plays a younger version of his father's character in the film, and during a post-screening Q&A for the film on Monday night, Tom told people what it was like working with his son. Quote, Without a doubt, it's special, he said, because, you know, I changed his diapers. But you get past that right away because you got to show up, you got to hit the marks, and you got to do it on time, and you got to be right there. The elder Hanks is no stranger to promoting a project on a press tour. He's always so gregarious, full of laughs and surprises. But last night, one of my producers, Aliza, attended a different screening and Q&A of A Man Called Otto and captured a funny moment of Hanks being surprised by the fancy new recording climbing chairs that so many movie theaters have these days. This one here? Back? Oh, I see. The other guy. Oh. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Now lean back. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, Tom Hanks just seems like this larger-than-life fixture, right? I mean, he's played lawyers, soldiers, and astronauts, but it turns out he's just like you and me, or more likely your dad, trying to figure out how the buttons work on some remote. But he got there. This one here? Back. Oh, I see. The other guy. Oh. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Now lean back. Keep going. Oh, okay. All right. Tricky chairs aside, Mr. Hanks is still an innovator. Last night on Late Night with Stephen Colbert, the Saving Private Ryan star shared the story behind his new New Year's cocktail. They brought the, they brought the champagne around. They brought the nice flutes. It was like the last episode of The Bachelor. You know, they were pouring all this, all this stuff around. And I just had this Diet Coke. And I said, oh, give me a shot of champagne in there for crying out loud. In the Diet Coke. In the Diet Coke. Yep, so Hanks takes a few splashes of champagne in the Diet Coke, and he tells a suspicious-looking Colbert, Stephen, it was delicious. <laughs> so then Colbert decides that he needs to try this and pulls out a Diet Coke and some champagne, and they toast to the new year. Not, gorgeous. Is it not kind of gorgeous, right? It's like an American Aperol Spritz. And, and I want to say... <laughs> Happy 2023. Happy 2023. The two take a sip, and you can see the shocked expression on Colbert's face with how good it tastes. Hank said that everyone who was there for the creation loved the drink, and that's when Colbert suggested a name. We have a Tom Collins. We have the Tom Hanks. Well... But Hanks was already ahead of him. We were debating what the name of it should be, yes. and I came up with it because it is Coke and a champagne, so it's obviously Diet Cocaine. Coke... <laughs> You know what? I, I, I'm not going to run out and buy some champs and Diet Coke today, but next time I'm at a dinner party or in the mood to celebrate, I am definitely going to have to give it a try. 
Tonight is the 80th Golden Globe Awards. The show is returning to NBC tonight after the HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, came under fire two years ago and was thrust into scandal around finances, ethics, and diversity in its members. Comedian Gerard Carmichael will be the master of ceremonies for the award program, whom you may know from NBC's The Carmichael Show or hosting SNL last year, and is a fresh look for the Globes after a regular stint of hosts, including Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Ricky Gervais. There are so many questions like, has the HFPA done enough for these celebrity masses to show up for the once-favorited event by stars? Will people even tune in? To help us understand what brought down the Globes and what we can expect tonight is People's Movie Senior News Editor, Nigel Smith. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start with the scandal that rocked the Globes in 2021. Can you walk us through it? So back in 2021, it was actually just a few days before the show, uh, the Los Angeles Times put out this very wide-spanning report on financial and ethical lapses at the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. That's the association that is responsible for the yearly show. And the main thing that everyone couldn't get over was the fact that the findings found that there were no Black members whatsoever in the Hollywood Foreign Press, which is just unacceptable, obviously, in today's climate. And there was a swift judgment, swift condemnation in Hollywood, in the press, in the public. Folks wanted to boycott the show. This is in midst of the Black Lives Matter movement, Oscar So White had happened several times over the past few years where changes had to be made and the Hollywood Foreign Press was held accountable. And I feel like this was a nail in the coffin too, right? It was like all these things that had like kind of happened and then boom, this report, right? Well, what this report really did was that it opened the floodgates for stars that were nominated or who have won or just attended the show to come forward and really tell their stories of uncomfortable encounters that they had with members of the Hollywood Foreign Press. We had Scarlett Johansson do uh, an interview where she talked about having to speak to members of the Hollywood Foreign Press during the press circuit and not feeling comfortable with the line of questioning. We also had stars like Tom Cruise. He rescinded all of his Golden Globes based off of the findings in this report because he was so disturbed. Brendan Fraser came forward alleging that the president at the time sexually assaulted him. I feel like Hollywood just felt comfortable now with this report out to go forth and share their stories and that things had to change. So how did Hollywood respond to what was happening with the HFPA when it comes to this year's Globes? Last year, they didn't even have a televised show. So NBC went so far as to drop the show. It wasn't clear if it was ever going to come back. Uh, It is back this year on NBC and Peacock. But the condemnation was swift as the Hollywood Foreign Press really struggled to make the changes that Hollywood deemed they had to make. So there was a ceremony last year. It did take place in person and awards were handed out and they were revealed on Twitter. And it was very... Low-key, let's just say that. No one really acknowledged that they were even taking place with stars not even really thanking, you know, if they won. So they are back this year after some changes have been made. I take it they have Black members now? Yes, they do. And they have a Black host in the show. So they are obviously making pushes to show diversity 
on screen during the televised ceremony, but I'm sure a lot of jokes will be made at the HFPA's expense tonight. I, I can imagine. So who do we know? Like, no, no, will be there. Do we know? Well, we do know based on the presenters that the Golden Globes have released. So we know that Billy Porter, Claire Danes, Hillary Swank, Jay Ellis, Jennifer Coolidge, who I love, Jennifer Hudson, Regina Hall, Ana de Armas, Nicole Byer, Nacy Nash, Tracy Morgan, Quentin Tarantino are all going to be there and presenting in some form along with the host. I'm most excited actually to see Eddie Murphy because he's receiving the Cecile B. DeMille Award, which is their version of a, a Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, and then Ryan Murphy is also getting the Carol Burnett Award for his contributions to television. Well, finally, it seems even though they have presenters, Hollywood is still holding back a bunch. Normally, the Beverly Hilton Hotel, where it's going to take place, is swarming with parties as stars dash through the lobby to jump from one to the next. But networks have pulled their parties from the venue this year. We are usually inundated at this time with red carpet coverage and, and when to start watching. So, so what does this tell you as someone covering the event? And how do you think this will play out with viewers? I mean, will they even know <laughs> when and where to watch? Normally, it's on a Sunday when, you know, people are winding down from the weekend and they can settle in to watch something like this unfold. So the fact that it's on a Tuesday kind of gives you an indication that NBC is not making maybe as big a deal of it as they normally do. They're obviously still figuring it out and seeing how tonight's going to land. And that's probably the reason that you don't have all of these studios paying big money to host parties at the venue after. So I think just based on the response to tonight's show and how it's received, I think that will indicate uh, the tenor of, of next year. If you want to watch tonight to see how all of it plays out, the ceremony um, will air live coast to coast from 5 to 8 p.m., PT, 8 to 11 p.m. ET on NBC and streaming on Peacock. And we will have full coverage of the Globes and the SAG Award nominations on tomorrow's show. Thanks again, Nigel. Okay, you guys, I will leave you with this one. Uh, growing up can be pretty scary, right? I mean, there's worrying about monsters under your bed, uh, the panic you feel running up the stairs when someone turns the lights out, <laughs> or maybe there's some kid at school picking on you. I loved being a kid, of course, but there are just certain scary things I do not miss. Like, you know, when you're home alone watching your favorite TV show, and suddenly you hear sounds from outside the door, footsteps approaching, the doorknob slowly turning, ultimately creaking open. Uh, your stomach sinks as a cold sweat trickles down your spine. And that's when you realize mom is home and you forgot to take the chicken out of the freezer. Yep, we've all been there. But nowadays, there are innovative ways for parents to get a hold of their kids for these kinds of important reminders. Like Chicago mom, Cha-Cha Watson. Watson tried and failed to get in touch with her 11-year-old daughter, Miracle, to take out the lasagna in time for dinner. After phone calls went unanswered, Watson got creative. She knows her daughter loves playing Roblox, an online gaming platform that she and her daughter often play together. And since their avatars are friends, as soon as she logged on, she could see what game her daughter was playing. Watson signed on and then using her character, she was able to find her daughter's avatar and hop in a virtual car to deliver the important message. As she told the Today Show, Watson's avatar chatted with her daughters and said, quote, I said, you see me calling you. And then she was like, I'm sorry, mom. 
Fortunately, Watson was able to deliver Miracle a very important message. Quote, take the lasagna out of the freezer and the garlic bread so I can cook it. (laughs) I mean, absolutely amazing. That's a warning to all you kids out there. You can ignore us all you want, but we moms have our ways of checking in on you even in the metaverse. Well, that is all we have for you today. Glad to be back with you. And thanks as always for spending part of your day with me. I will talk to you again tomorrow here on People Every Day.